0: Daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now is Bob Frady. Bob, you are the co founder and CEO at Hazard Hub on the web at hazardhub.com. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. So, of our 30 minute block, we've been chit chatting for about 22 minutes about music. <laughs> And that, that happens from time to time. It's like, I, yeah, so, all right. So go at least tell this story, but kind of like, uh, we started talking, you had a, uh, I noticed you had a guitar amp behind you and you're like, well, yep. originally you played the drums. I did. Paid my way through college being a drummer. Amazing. And so you were good friend friends. You were playing in the uh, kind of mid eighties yep. and into the nineties. Yep. Uh, and so what the uh kind of your your celebrity uh you, you tell tell that story,
1: yeah, we used to rehearse right down the hall from the pixies, uh, and we became pretty good pals with them um, during the time we were both in Boston, and it was amazing because it was like we would go from having drinks with them after practice to we'd never saw them because they got sucked up into the machine that yeah. that's the music business and it was it was thrilling for us because you know while we weren't able to you know, have that level of success. It was really cool having friends who did. Mm. And, and you know, we've lost touch with them since, but it's always fun to track them and see where they are.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, the Pixies were one of my bands uh, in, you know, again, the mid, late 80s. I just, they, they were one of the ones, because I think that they, they just had an art to uh, their music that I, I, you know, just had, it was just great. I mean, just had so many great memories. Um, but if you're familiar to someone who's like, the Pixies, what are they talking? Okay, go watch the end of Fight Club. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> We watch the rest of the movie, but at the very, very end, uh, you'll see a very famous scene. So. <laughs> and that features uh, Where Is My Mind from the Pixies. So. Um, so, so, Bob, from a high level, please share what Hazard Hub is. Sure. Hazard Hub is
1: a risk company. We tell you all the bad stuff that can happen to a property. Uh, whether it's a wildfire or a flood or lightning or wind or hail or tornado or sinkholes or underground storage tanks, all sorts of risks for any, any piece of land in the United States.
0: And not only do you, um, you have consumer tools here, right? We do.
1: Uh, you know, we primarily serve the insurance industry and the real estate industry. However, we know that there's a big imbalance between what consumers know and what the industry knows. So we published a site called FreeHomeRisk.com, mm-hmm. where anybody can go in, enter their address, uh, and you'll get a report card for what the risks are around your house. And mm-hmm. the reason we did that is because we want people to know: Hey, listen, you know, you you may not be in a flood zone, but you might be near one, so you should take precautions uh, to make sure that you know you. Um, you don't fall. You don't have a claim. You, you really don't. Having a tree fall through your house is no fun, you know. So you want to eliminate as many claims as possible by being proactive about managing your property. The first way you do that is by knowing what the risks are.
0: Yeah. So I actually went to. So i I, I just entered while we were talking. Went to FreeHomeRisk.com and I entered in my address. So I'm looking at like a really cool uh, Google Google 3D Google Maps. Uh, the, the UI is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, we, we started the company based upon really just some designs. It was, uh, this, and that's the original site that we developed was free home risk. Yeah. And cause we wanted to put it out there as sort of a calling card to say, Hey, because what you did is exactly what people do. They enter in their own address and they see, okay, do you pass the N of one? You know, does this look reasonable for my property? And if it does, then they uh-huh. talk to us some more.
0: Well, this is kind of cool. I'm going to send this to my wife here because I'm like going through all of my, uh, and again, this is a. Um, this is not an ad, by the way. I just actually legitimately think this is a really cool tool here. But freehomerisk.com, like honestly, I swear to God, Bob and I did not talk about this. Okay, I'm going to promote freehomerisk.com. I'm actually just using the tool. Like I, I really love what you built here. Um, and so for me, I've got a, so we're in Central Florida and East Orlando. I've got a D on hurricane. Uh, because there's decent risk there. But my biggest ones are lightning and thunderstorms. No joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's that's one thing we learned coming from West Michigan. We moved down here is lightning hits the ground here. Yeah. And
1: and what'll happen is it might not even hit your house. It might hit the house. It might hit the house next to you. Yep. And that lightning's a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. It hits the ground. Surges through all the wires and fries all your electronics. Yes, and your fancy podcast setup—that's true. Well will be as, in danger.
0: Yeah. Well, so uh, the, the interest of fun fact about this, and you know, to anyone else who has like fancy electronics or some uh, some things, I learned about this. So we one of the things that we did is we installed a whole house surge protector. Yep. However, uh, one thing I learned from my dad is who's an electronics technician is he said, "Look, that'll help from the really bad." Really bad surges that would absolutely just instantly fry stuff, yep. but one thing that most people don 't realize is so when you have close strikes it 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 actually will send pulses that aren 't enough to necessarily trip a surge protector, but that stuff is damaging over time to your electronics. A great example is my mixer right here um, so uh, if I keep this on and powered and we have like little little Pulses that actually degrades your electronics over time. Mm -hmm. So, so the advice I got from my dad is unplug all that stuff. Yeah, it's just just
1: fun trivia. Good, good the fact that you have a a whole house surge suppression system is um, is a really good thing, and that's something you should let your insurance company know when you're applying for insurance, oh, it's like, yeah. Hey, I've got this on the house. So you're much less likely to have a major issue from electrical surge or lightning strike than other people will.
0: That's a great idea. Cause we just switched homeowners insurance, in fact. So I'm going to give them a call working with USAA now. So, um, yep, I'll g- I'll give them a call and let him know that we've got that. Yeah. Um, any other, um, so from a consumer standpoint, uh, you know, any other ways that consumers might use this tool? I think that the um,
1: the biggest way that consumers use the tool is for areas of high risk. You know, the question is, is what do you do about that risk? For example, if you're in a high wildfire zone, you know, you have to make sure that you've got your property as protected as possible against wildfire. Make sure you have small micro screens, make sure your soffits are enclosed. But really, what it means is that if there's a fire, you need to leave. Um, you know, if you're in a high risk zone and that, and that risk is approaching, sometimes the best course of action is to leave you know, houses mm-hmm. and things can be replaced, but your lives can't. And we see far too many people who end up dying because they're like, ah, it's no big deal. And they're sitting in the middle of an F zone. And, and it's too late because you know, the, the risk moves so fast mm-hmm. that they can't, they can't get out of the way in time yeah and so we look at it as sure it's a way to prevent um property damage, but it's also a little bit of a flag to get out of dodge when things mm-hmm. look a little questionable
0: yeah so hazard hub uh you launched about five nearly five and a half years ago four and a half uh, years ago what's that? Four and a half years. Ago. Oh, okay. Four and a half. Um, and so your original model was, we're going to create some technology, aggregate data, okay. and then sell this within the insurance industry. Is that right?
1: Well, the initial idea is that we were going to use free home risk to be a lead generation tool for insurance companies. And what we found out is that we were kind of far ahead of where the marketplace was. So mm. we abandoned that, or, or we pivoted, as, as startups like to say, mm-hmm. into becoming a supplier to the industry. Yeah. Um, and, but we still keep the free stuff up there because we, at the end of the day, we're consumers. We want people to know this stuff. We think it's important.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so how do insurance companies work with you and what is that model? There's two
1: different ways that they can, three different ways that they can work with us. The first is they can come directly to us. We have an API which will deliver in a second um, almost a thousand data elements to them so Ish. that they can, they can know right away, here's all the dangers that we see around this property, just like you did for mm-hmm. uh, free home risk. The second is that they can go through one of our partners. Uh, you know, we know that we don't provide the entire answer to people. So we have a lot of companies who we partner with. Uh, we, we call our market insurance companies and the companies who love them. The love them part are, are the partners. So mm-hmm. Uh, You might have an aerial imagery company that that needs our data to help complete the picture. We do it that way. And then the third is we have a tool for insurance agents um, and and real estate agents called Agent Risk View that gives them a more detailed version of the report that you got from free home risk. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll say, well, why is this a D or why is this an F? And the agent risk view tools will give that more detailed data. So if you're an insurance agent, you can use this report and say, hey, listen, you know, this is a D uh, hurricane zone or this Mm. is an F lightning zone. Here are some of the things that you should do to protect your property against ever having a claim. So it allows the insurance uh, uh, representative to be a much more trusted advisor Mm. than just, "Okay, here's a low price because the last thing you want to have happen is that you find out that you're not covered for the exposure.
0: Yeah. So they would, they would use this then as a, well, I guess kind of a sales tool, right? Where they yeah. can
1: yep. and, and provide
0: a, value on the front end to potential client.
1: We had a, an agent who we talked to um, a couple of weeks ago and he's like, I was having trouble getting my client over the line to insure for this risk. Mm. And then we use your report to say, okay, okay a disinterested third party, which is us, um, a neutral third party, I should say, which Mm -hmm. is us said, here's the risks for this property. And it allowed them to actually upsell quite a bit to their customer because they were facing some pretty serious risks. And it was in California in a wildfire zone in Northern California. And now we're having all this experience up there that, that um, the client was very thankful they were properly insured for it.
0: Yeah. Now, the company started, and, and forgive me if you kind of went into this, but uh, what, what was the origin story for how Hazard Hub got created? It's my former mother-in-law's fault.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, lived on a river. Oh, still lives on a river in Massachusetts, uh-huh. and she had a flood. Um, the river came up and took out her basement, and it was and it was not covered by her insurance company. So I looked up all the data, and I said – Did anyone ever tell, she wasn't in a flood zone, but she was right next to it. And I said, did anyone ever tell you that you were right next to a flood zone? And she said, said, no. The mortgage company didn't tell her because it wasn't required. And the insurance company didn't tell her because it wasn't covered. So she had no idea. And the water came in and all she really had to do was to change her sump pump batteries on a more regular basis. And she would have saved herself $30,000 worth of loss. So she lost everything. And it wasn't covered. And that nut of an idea was like, wait a second, you know, why don't people know this stuff? And that's how we came up with the initial idea for Hazard Hub.
0: You know, because even you would hope that even like when you're shopping around for insurance, like, you know, usually they just give you a rate, you know, and they don't really explain a whole lot why, you know, the the company doesn't really give you that much information. I mean, sometimes you can go through every the packet that they give you because we just went through this process. And like, I certainly didn't get a report card, like, like, I just was able to get myself here. Um, Like, it would be helpful to know my crime rate, you know, uh, you know, how does that factor into this? Yeah. And so now I can see exactly why, you know, I got the rate that I did for, you know, from an environmental perspective. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I think the model in the past has been that it's been too expensive for um, companies to share this data with you. You know, a lot of the existing data providers, A, are really expensive and B, they put a lot of restrictive covenants on what you can do with the data. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wait a second, we're a technology company, you know, we're a data and technology company. So what we've been able to do is really reduce the cost of this data to the point where you can now it's, it's like a TV set. It's like, you know, you buy a TV set, and then you walk into Costco three years later, and you're like, there's a newer TV set, it's bigger, it does more things, mm-hmm. it's lighter, and it's 50% cheaper. We're like the new television set of data.
0: Yeah. Um, so from a go-to-market perspective, what, how, how do you let insurance professionals, insurance companies know about who you are and what you do?
1: Well, there's a few ways. The first is that we know a lot of people in the business. Uh, yeah. We've been working at this for a while. But the second thing that we've done is we've really invested in social media uh, and specifically on LinkedIn. Between my co-founder and I, we have over 25,000 connections and we publish every single day, something relevant to the industry. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just between the personal selling, between the social media and between other people selling for us because they've heard from someone else about what we do. um, That's, that's really sort of the the three pronged attack. And what's interesting is we don't have any salespeople. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh it's my co-founder and I doing the majority of selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have some contractors who work with us, but for the most part, um it's a very organic sales process. Mm-hmm. Just it's just keep just keep being out there, keep being in front of the yeah. people who might be your target audience, and repetition wins at the end of the day. Well, you have to have great data, but repetition mm-hmm. wins.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's keep on showing up, keep on doing the same thing over and over. I mean, if it's working. Right then, then keep on doing it. I, it, you know, I, yeah. I've been talking about this a lot, just simply because I, you know, I recently finished the book Atomic Habits, and that's mm-hmm. one of the thing he things he talks about is like, you know, champions. Just yeah, I mean, they have the potential to get bored, but they do it anyway, and they just they just keep on showing up and doing the thing that works over and 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 over again. Yep. And, yeah. And in, it, your, in your case, it just you know, it sounds like a, just doing a lot of goodwill within the community?
1: The hardest part in being successful, I mean, the insurance industry is not an an industry that rewards risk. It's like you don't get rewarded for taking chances. Mm. And so a lot of insure techs are like, hey, take this chance with us. And that's just the wrong message. So the the biggest thing that you have to be able to do is to get yourself known and accepted by the industry. Mm. And how do you do that? short uh, short of a referral from somebody which is always nice you you drip 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 small pieces of information that shows you're relevant and you're on top of what you're doing keep seeing it they keep reading it and then eventually they're like okay you finally hit on something that is of interest to me and they contact us you know it's it's uh it's it's a very slow and painful way to do things sometimes you know, the sales cycle in the insurance industry is measured in years rather than in weeks or months. <laughs> but we, yeah. we we kind of knew that coming in. So we've built a very, we're very patient, we're very patient. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so what is the future then uh, for Hazard Hub? I think the future is in helping both consumers
1: and insurance companies to understand this risk more dynamically. Like, like right now we're used, I mean, we've grown a lot uh, and we're doing great, but we're still the new kid on the block. You know, the future is to become the primary provider of this sort of information in the industry. Mm. And we're competing with $2 billion companies and that's okay. You know, they're slow, we're fast. Um, I'll, I'll take that competition all day yeah. long, but it's it's a challenge, you know. It, it, it's, so the, the future would be to build even better Technologies and techniques, but to keep doing more of the exact same thing that's been successful for us so far to become a champion, just the way that you outlined,
0: to keep yeah. doing it
1: every day. Like we collect, we collect fire hydrant locations across the U.S. It is probably the single most boring thing that we do. We drive the streets and we're like, "There's a hydrant! There's a hydrant! There's a hydrant!" <laughs> and and if which drives my wife crazy. She's like, well you just stop with this hydrant stuff? You just need to stop." <laughs> But that's a really important thing to know is where's the fire hydrant. So we have almost 11 million known hydrant locations in the U S. Oh my goodness. And it's, it's so tedious, but we love it. So it's what we do. Um, and, uh, and that kind of data is really critical to the, to the decision-making process for a lot of carriers. And so we want to make sure that we have the best data available and we'll do the, We'll do the dirty. We're like hockey player. We're like third line hockey players. Elbows up in the corner, mucking around, throw the puck out front so somebody can score. That's what we do.
0: <laughs> well, I noticed that when I looked up my data on free home risk, it uh, said a fire hydrant. Uh, it's it's between two hundred and fifty and five hundred feet from from my house right now. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. Yeah,
1: it it, it is good. If listen, if you're if you're less than five hundred feet, you're good. If you're more than a thousand feet, you got problems. Your house, yeah. if it did catch on fire, the likelihood of that house burning down is twice as much as if the house, wow. if, as if the hydrant's within 500 feet.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right, so who makes a great partner for you then? So someone, uh, would it be, uh, so what? who's the who's the professional within the insurance industry?
1: Um,
0: The professional. Like the, like who, who would, uh, 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 like a great oh. relationship for you where they're like, here, yes. take my money. <laughs> well, on the
1: carrier side, it's an underwriter or an actuary. Those are mm-hmm. sort of our best friends. Um, also, the slowest sales cycle ever known to mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, even government sales look faster than actuaries and underwriters. <laughs> but that's okay. We still love them. Um, on the on the agent side, it's the actual insurance agency. They can sign up and be live in just a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. On agent uh, agent risk view. For the partners, it's anybody who serves the property and casualty industry. We can give you lots of data to help make your product even more relevant to your customer, Uh, just the same as if we were selling directly. In fact, we prefer to go through a partner. We Mm -hmm. go direct to people mostly because we can't say no, Mm -hmm. Um, but we'd rather go through a partner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Bob, this has been great. Hazardhub.com and anything else that, that we should uh, share? Uh,
1: <laughs> well, I, I would say this to your budding entrepreneurs out there, if you've been yeah. hanging on this long, we started this company for less than a thousand dollars. And the way that we did it is we made, we had a paid a designer to come up with the initial design screens for free home risk. And then we showed that to some partners and they're like, if you build that, we'd buy it. And I said, well, how about a down payment? And we use that down payment to fund our business for the first six months of the business. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think I'm old. I mean, I'm, I was 54 years old when I started this business. It's like, they think I'm old. I can't do it. It's like, you can do it. You just got to get out there and do it. Uh, And it's not expensive. It just takes, you know, draw a picture first take it to people who might be able to influence that decision and then go, man, go. It's, mm. it's the best decision I've ever made. The best.
0: Wow. Well, awesome. Bob, thank you so much. It's been great. It was, it was especially fun geeking out with you on music and stuff as well. We have a lot of the same taste in, in the bands. And music if you show
1: love, up with an undertones t-shirt or a jam t-shirt, the next time I see you, then I will be fully impressed.
0: I'll <laughs> <laughs> be next on my list. Bob, Bob, Again, thank you so much. You're again, you're the co-founder and CEO of Hazard Hub on the web at hazardhub.com. Thanks so much. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest.